So this morning I wanted to talk about something that probably have given a talk and we're at least covered, but it's how to study the Dharma. And I only give it that title because I'm going to tell you how to study the Dharma. <clears throat> so the reason I say it that way is it's different than the way we study most material. The way you study for an exam or the way you study to pass tests or so on. The conventional way of studying is about information that you want to remember. And it's not that we're doing away with that, but you already know I wouldn't give you a particular, give you a talk on that topic might be helped by since I'm taking tests. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Dharma is a little bit different because although it is information and there's just countless numbers of concepts and categories and they just, uh, uh, people uh, in ancient times kind of went crazy with that. All this, there's the for this, the ten, that, and everything. And some of them, uh, the way I work with it, some of some of them have been very interesting to me, and I've, I've hung on to them and used them to try to help people, ask for my help. And then there's others that I've, even though I've maybe even memorized them in past times and, and tried to apply them, they just didn't seem like they were that helpful. One of them was the seven, there's seven aspects of Vipassana, which I was taught back in the 70s by my teacher. And I remember when I did that, because at that time, I was still trying to remember things. I was still trying to, not that I don't try to remember things now, but that was a, like, if you could remember what it was and delineate it and explain it and someone, you know, what's the sixth aspect of the passion? And if you could say that, then it somehow meant you knew something uh, about it. So I think what I used uh, as a, since I'm very visual, what I used as a, uh, a device to help me remember was I, I thought of something that I could look, like, look at in my mind's eye and then I would name different parts of it. I used a sailboat, and so I don't know what it is now, but I would, the mast was this part, was that was the first aspect, and then the next one was the sail, and then I would somehow create some kind of visual representation of what that particular that particular aspect of Vipassana, or panoramic awareness, as it was, was taught in, uh, by Trungpa Rinpoche, and, and also the whole Kagyu lineage of Tibetan Buddhism. So then I would name it, and that way I could just look at the boat, and I could see the different parts of it, because I have a visual memory. So... What seems to be very important in studying the Dharma as it appears in this over here after doing this for a long time and talking to people about it and seeing the way people work with the various concepts, like the simple one, of course, that we all know about are the three poisons, passion, aggression, and ignorance, accepting, rejecting, and distracting oneself. There's all kinds of ways that that works, and that seems to be a pretty good way because it's very simple. You can put that on any situation, and you can even see that there's, you know, 50% Ignorance, thirty uh, percent. I mean, you can actually use that, and use it becomes a tool that you can actually apply, apply personally in a way that maybe someone next to you wouldn't think of that at all. The the six uh, the six realms: the hell realm, the hungry ghost realm, animal realm, human realm, the jealous god realm, and god realm. Those are interesting ways of looking at the mind and the way we move from one realm to the to the next, or one way of describing the state of mind. Uh. There's no curiosity, for instance, in the hell realm. You're just upset to kill somebody. <laughs> or somebody's going to, or you're defending yourself. Or there's some kind of struggle or tension or aggression or blaming, blaming, blaming. And when you're blaming, there's no curiosity. Whereas in the human realm, full of curiosity. All kind of what is it, but also full of suffering, but also curiosity. About it. And it has been said that the human realm is the only, the only state where you can really hear the teachings of the Buddha. Because all the, although the Buddha appears in all those realms, the teaching of consciousness appears everywhere. That's the only place, because you're so busy, you're so tied up with the particular activity of the jealous God realm, which is a little drawing that I made here years ago, 
the watercolor, you'll see the, the hell round, uh, hub and round ones at the top. The next round down is the Jello Scott realm, and there's all people climbing ladders because it's all about getting ahead, being first, kicking other people off their ladders. So the part about this uh, that I want to really emphasize that isn't emphasized enough, especially in the way that I wish to uh, hope that people do this, is to study is the sangha part, studying with other people, someone else. Uh, all of you here, I work with everyone here as a teacher, a student teacher situation. So I would say study in this way, get up and say things, you ask questions. But in the study where you're together with other people who are all studying the same, the similar material, like the, the 30 verses or the works of uh, the Shrubhaginza, the, the works of Genji, um, the Heart Sutra, the Diamond Sutra, the, all the other sutras we study. To come together with other people who are also reading that same story, something else expressed to you that you might be missing. You don't have to understand that. Understanding is a, a standard you're setting up for yourself, and it actually prevents you from uh, entering that material in a deep and profound way. What do you have to do? You have to study it. You have to put yourself in a position where someone talks about the uh, consciousness only, if someone talks about that no, no subject, no object, or that those are somehow dissolved into the, the perception itself. That's, that you're, you're, we're actually using the concepts to begin to go beyond the concepts. So by understanding the concepts or the platform, uh, as long as you've got a, a, a chunk of wood, you're going to be able to float. You don't really need a battleship. Some people build battleships. I call them scholars. It's not a criticism. It's a descriptive complaint. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, and I have nothing against the scholars. It's just that the only thing that scholars just a little bothersome is they think they know. And thinking you know is uh, not knowing in the way that it is It is not actual wisdom. They can talk circles around wisdom and point to it. Even my son, who is a scholar, who I doubt that he's watching. If he is, is then hey. Um, but but he's very engrossed and very, and he has just got his PhD. He's very uh, sure. We haven't had too much of a discussion. He just tells me he doesn't ask me much, uh, which is fine. That's he has a teacher, so I'm concerned. But knowing how something should be done is uh, gets to be kind of it kind of covers up uh, what needs to be looked at. So anytime we have an opinions or ideas or concepts about something else, we've actually stopped investigating. We stopped looking. It seems to be necessary to know and to know deeply what something is. This is why the arts are so powerful because even though you're an artist or a writer, then you know you you never you never get what you know, that utopia never happens. But this is the looking for that is what it's about. It's looking and seeing. You don't know. I can't know. Like it's, this is not it. This is not. Having spent some time in creative work, as an example. So the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, the example of someone who is awake or understands the nature of the mind in some deep way that can be helpful. The Sangha, the community of people like we have here that are gathered together because something in their life is not, not complete or not clear or, or just uh, confusing in some way and who want to understand more deeply and instead of doing it in a uh, using psychology I'm okay you're okay uh, or, or some other form of uh, even form of meditation which uh, may work in some ways and, and may not I'm not here to evaluate anybody else's path on the other hand I want to emphasize to people who are listening to this how important it is to study with someone else not to study with me necessarily but yeah, this is sometimes I um, if two people are together uh, sometimes I uh, and one person happens to be studying under me as a student of mine maybe maybe uh, officially or just they just happen to be hanging out sometimes I'll 
if they're studying something, I'll say, why don't you, you say, uh, is your, your spouse or your husband, wife, are they, they're not meditators? No, they don't meditate, meditate by myself. Well, you know, you could ask them to help you with this book, usually. <coughs> there might be a little bit of magnetism there. Say, you know, uh, it, it might be seen as where they're trying to, you're trying to suck me into that, that cult you're belong, you belong to. Uh, but also, it can just be, uh, you take any line out of uh, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism by Charles Rinpoche, just about any line or a paragraph and read it. And anybody who hears that, that has ears, uh, will probably be interested, maybe not every line, interested in what is being said there because it's so incredibly clear and so incredibly, incredibly deep at the same time. So, but talking to someone, even someone who, and maybe especially someone who is not a meditator, someone who's just totally using their, their uh, mental processes to uh, figure things out, analyze. Uh, so sometimes, uh, talking with other people about, and you could even say sharing your inability to understand. It's not that the other person needs to explain it to you. Like you've all found that out from studying together. That's not so much about uh, answering questions for other people as it is about just about encouraging studying together that material. And and uh, as far as my situation, it took me a long time to realize how valuable Sangha is and what this is being with different people who are seeing this a little bit different each time. Same teaching, three poisons, four no two, say full path, 12 links in the chain of existence, um, all of the teachings of the eight consciousnesses and the six realms, the five skandhas, and not, you know, sounds like I know something just because I've stuck my head down in that alphabet soup for so long. So, and don't misunderstand about the scholarship. It's very valuable. We need that. We need people like Dan Lustaus. We need people like Bill Waldron who can take this material and that is and actually break it down because of their ability, their skill, break it down into in such a way that it's more approachable. They're actually taking a castle that you can't find a door to. I mean, you just know what it is, and they're actually building bridges to that through concepts, intellect, and through understanding, analysis, logic. And you may need more support in that area for your insight to arise. It's so complicated. It's so very, each person's karma. Look, if we just uh, trace back and see how you even got in this room, everything had to be lined exactly a certain way. If anything interfered, it would take you, you'd move to Oregon, you wouldn't be here. And especially if you were born to move to Oregon when you're a human being, that is, uh, it's going to make it difficult for you to get into this room. So, so lots of ways to study, and right and wrong is kind of extra beside them. But how could we, how can we take this material, um, any part of the material, just to make it very simple, the, the three poisons, passion, grasping, desire, and aggression, pushing, destroying, getting rid of, or ignorance, shutting down. And to bring that out together and talk about that so that those, that particular structure of uh, conceptual way of looking to what happens in the, the emotional vault that we all have here, how that movement is happening there to use that gives you some kind of entry into how there's never one without the other two on some level. But beginning to see that in yourself as you're moving through life, as you're fixing breakfast, as you're talking to your neighbors, your your, your mate or your children, your parents or what, whatever, or other uh, Sangha members, it's a very powerful way to be able to see the way in which you're being, your awareness, your wisdom mind is being obscured by these, by these uh, kind of emotions and feelings that are generated because of what? Fear. We're fear we, we're, we fear open space. One of the simple ways that that will show up for anybody is not knowing. It's 
you're supposed to know something, then you don't know it. And somebody's looking at you and say, well, you're supposed to know that. Just like my teacher said in, back in school. The teacher said, so does anybody, uh, a math teacher, does everybody uh, wrote it on the board, everybody understand that? Looked around like that. Nobody put their hand up and I, and I really learned very slow. She asked, so I guess I, can, I said, I don't really, uh, you don't understand this class, didn't I just explain this? It's a uh, difficult time <laughs> to, be at, to be drawn into that kind of a trap. And at the time I didn't have the understanding to know what to even do with it other than uh, felt bad and felt like, uh, well, probably not going to learn math. <laughs> I was not going to get it explained. And so uh, studying the Dharma together will, oh, when sometimes uh, people will say to me, this, uh, whatever Dan Lusthaus has worked or Bill Waldron's or, or scholars, and even even uh, um, Red Pine, Bill Porter, when I, a- I was asking him about what, what we could study about, I don't remember my question, what's a, what's a good thing to study to understand the uh, Buddhist unconscious? I don't remember the title of uh, Dan Lusthaus's book, but he recommended Dan Lusthaus. But he also warned me, he says, I can't remember what his words were, but this is really difficult material. And I thought, yay, this is what we need. I don't understand it. I often say when we're in a, I I deliberately don't study it so that, so that when you study it, then I come in and I'm, I don't, then I'm as confused as you are initially by it. Maybe, maybe not initially, but maybe as we go along, maybe I really don't get what's being said conceptually. But it seems to be very, what seems to be important is, is, is that you're studying it. What seems to be important is the community. What seems to be important is that you're actually interacting around that material that is actually pointing away from itself. All of those uh, conceptual constructs uh, are meant to help you transcend this world while you're in it. I mean, they're, they're you know, how else to say it? Just like the, the work uh, that, that Shazan was teaching last night, the dream intensive, uh, intentional dream practice. It's, it's, it's just an area of consciousness that uh, just kind of goes on uninspected. So this is a way of, well, let's go down in and take a look at this. Let's see how this works. And as he was saying, and as I've said myself, um, you, you can find, when it comes to something like that, that is that nebulous and that lacking in uh, time and space, like a dream, but yet has the appearance of time and space while you're in it, but as soon as you wake up, all that's gone and it looks like a dream. Uh, to actually go down into that material, there are plenty of people, most of them have no mind training. They don't do what we're doing. A lot of the people who do meditation don't work too much with dreams, other than a few people. Uh, the fellow you studied with there up in Minnesota. Polachek. Polachek, yeah. So he's written extensively on this, uh, and that's something, uh, one of the books that I recommend, Jason, uh, study, preparing for this along with Mark 12. But everyone has their kind of opinion and idea about it. We should still study it. It's just that you don't have to believe or disbelieve anything. I really mean that. It's something I emphasize, uh, emphasize a lot. Don't believe in Buddhism. Don't disbelieve in Buddhism. Don't, don't, don't look away from anything. Awareness. It's always awareness everywhere. And so you don't have to accomplish, uh, get somewhere else. What you're looking for is right here. It's always here. And that's, well, that's, oh, they're going to holy crap. And I would probably say, well, you look like crap. <laughs> or maybe I would say that. So, as I've said to, especially if you're wearing a rock suit or sewing, you know, if you're really trying to get commi- committed to this thing, situation, that doesn't, uh, and the people who may never do that, uh, that doesn't leave them out either. Uh, but I'm saying if you're really committed, whether you are formally committed in the sense of doing this, which is not required, but if you're committed to it, please study together. Come together. Study. We have five. Eight. You counted the ones that are here and the ones that are Kalamazoo. There's places where you can go on Zoom, get the code, and go on there and sit, right, you know, at your, uh, your kitchen table and go on there and go into a place where people are studying the Dharma and talking about these these texts, 
they're not studying my, not studying my, I'm not, I didn't write this stuff. They're studying traditional Buddhist, the foundations of Buddhism. They're studying everything from the, 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 the Agamas or the early words of the Buddha, which we've studied quite a bit, studying too, studying, and all of the Mahayana texts back and forth. And so, and then the, there, uh, I wrote some guidelines for how to do that based on doing that with a group of people for several decades and seeing slowly over time what's really the best way to get together with a group of people and study the material without there being a teacher there. You need a facilitator to make sure things keep moving and that somebody doesn't take over the, the class and start teaching or explaining everything. So there are guidelines for that. those of you who are interested. It has those, those uh, other people probably, and it's a couple pages. It just kind of lays out what, what those guidelines could look like. Um, any questions so far? Gary? The passion, aggression, resistance is often poison. The question is, is it, and you always say this, is, as you were talking, it came, is it the assumption that there's something based on the three poisons, the problem? It feels like a problem. So that's, that's the way this, the ego shows up. It wants something else. And even if you get that, you, I'm sure you all notice, have noticed, if you if, if you want something else and you get it, then something will show up that may, this may sound familiar to you. Well, that's not exactly what I want. It's close. I don't mean to be ungrateful for that bag of chicken wings, but it's not exactly what I really want. Thigh. So it's that kind of a, that kind of a, and it will switch. It will change so that it, it's it's like there's come some kind of an internal saboteur that won't let you, uh, that won't let allow that to happen because you are the person who can never win. You can never get your arch desire. More about that. There's almost a preloading that something needs to change based mm -hmm. on this. So. We're always looking for a change, wondering if that's the place to look and necessarily change yes. the idea about that you follow them. I think I do. All you have to do is, it's about awareness, all you have to do is watch the way they work. If you jump on board and try to hold one down or fluff one up or do anything with it, you just continue, it's like you believe in the circus. You're going to just going to keep on kicking the wheel and climbing the ladder and waving the flags. You're just going to keep it, keep it up with some kind of agenda about, well, if I do this enough, somehow this will go away or I'll win. But the, uh, the first noble truth of the Buddha is life is suffering. He didn't say part-time. Life is fundamentally, you have all these nerve endings that are extremely sensitive. Every one of the sense fields is highly sensitive. And so when these are, uh, are tickled, and then they're fine. When they're ignored, maybe when they're abraded or, or attacked, then they start erupting, and then they, they flow into the, that part of the consciousness uh, that is not the first six, but is the seventh way of talking about it, which is the one that thinks there's something to protect. Thinks something, thinks something is wrong, and is uh, paranoid, and is a Trump Rinpoche called it the bureaucracy of ego, some kind of government situation where there's guards at the gate as their passport. And then, of course, he said the next one, which is the one you were alluding to, is the cause of that is we want things to be other than. With. It's, a, it's such a simple situation that it really takes a lot of contemplation to see the way in which that you could spend your whole practice life on ultras. Like I have to give up, give up passion. I don't, I don't, giving it up is what what we what we do is where it's like it's like giving up the recipe for something. That's the conceptual part. There's no way you can actually give those up. It's part of the whole dynamic. The thing that makes it difficult is we think there's someone there who could either who's either passionate or aggressive or ignoring. There's some person who's some identity of someone, and that's the the part that is empty of a self. So that's what we're uh, attempting to go towards. So all of these others are just describing the, the comings and goings of the ego mind, wanting this, not wanting that. If you're suffering in some way, if some, there's some kind of suffering going, uh, 
you can look and find the cause, but you can't find the first cause. To track that down, uh, you know, that, that's where most of the more mundane ways of working with psychology, including psychotherapy and all these, are, they're trying to track down the cause they, and they, because they are trapped by cause and effect. They believe it. Uh, they believe that if, you, if I strike this, that this is the cause of that sound. It's obvious a lie. This didn't cause that. What caused that? This had something to do with it. Where did this come from? And then where did that come from? If you're actually going to use a linear path to find out cause and effect, then do a thorough job of it. Look back through the 12 links in the chain of existence. That's what those are about. Starting with sickness, aging, and death, and then go back to birth, and then go back to becoming, and go back until you find where they're grasping. It's just a set of concepts, but and you may or may not have to go through that conceptually. You could just see that there's whatever is happening, you cannot see unless you stop separating whatever is happening uh, from everything else, including this. Once you see that there's no one, there isn't anyone else, then there's a profound appreciation for everyone, no matter how crazy you are about so in the awareness of it a little bit so you would uh, there again there, the the situation is very situational so um, it's it's necessary it's, it's easy to see aggression you know, blaming or aggressive behavior and it's pretty easy to see passion uh, grasping or clinging or justifying or coming up with a big idea around something to justify it or condemn it or explain it or analyze it analysis looks very analytical very scientific it's just flooded with grasping and passion, flooded with it. So um, the hardest one, as you've heard me say before, is the ignoring one because you can't really see that. You kind of might see it after the fact where you just look back and looking back on something, you realize you really ignored something. So the importance of discriminating, how is it to know which one, identify which one is that, increase our awareness of that? I don't do either or. Straight question. Because if I do either or, then, then there might be something else. I would have said, actually... Uh, Strawberries. You didn't give me that. <laughs> You're gonna give me, what? <laughs> give me something that didn't. Oh, I didn't. Uh, well, strawberries are all right. Strawberries are it's not a fasting. Yeah. You want to finish? That's okay. Um, Street question. Would knowing whether I'm ignoring something help me? Getting a glimpse that you've actually shut down on something. Uh, usually it's in the past. Sometimes the other, the other two you can kind of see in the present. But what I'm saying is don't do much with it. Let it, let it do whatever it needs to do, rather than try to be a person who doesn't do that. That's more ego. So having to know which one, uh, ego uh, Not necessarily. Okay. Any kind of demand is ego. Any kind of, got to get to, even the spiritual path starts out as ego. I want to be enlightened. That's why it's uh, been said that it's disappointing, because the closer you get, it's not only more scary, but it's more and more disappointing, and there's less and less validation or proof of anything. Now, there are people, teachings that will tell you, well, actually, the stages on the Bodhisattva path, the 12 stages. I mean, there's all kinds of stages. I don't But there's a reason those are taught is because people going out into the wilderness of uh, no self need some kind of support. And so they're, they're given. And there are people who will, <coughs> great sages, much greater than I am, who will disagree with me. So it's not about agreement. It's, a, it's about realization, not separate. It's not separate. That's a, it's an astonishing thing to stumble. You're completely alone. But not lonely. You're alone. What is it that's alone? Aloneness is alone. There's no someone who's alone. How is awareness experienced? How is emptiness experienced? <clears throat> How does awareness experience? They could do it in lots of ways. They could experience it as fullness. They could experience it as, uh, excuse me, as not knowing what to do. 
experience, uh, the, the emptiness could be filled up with fear. The emptiness could be filled up with doubt. So it wouldn't be, it would be, it's the fear of emptiness that gives us difficulty. Emptiness itself is, the actual emptiness is completely filled. And what is it filled with? Not separate. Everything. Everything's included. There's no leaf. That it, but the inclusion part is a relative way of talking about something. Uh, needs no comment. If you see, if you see it, it's like uh, I often use Coben's uh, tra- uh, translation of the of the uh, Heart Sutra mantra: falling apart, falling apart, falling apart. Nothing to. Do. There isn't anything. There's nothing to do. There isn't. That doesn't mean you don't eat or sleep, talk to your, have some, tea, win an argument. Is MS action? <clears throat> That's a way it could be talked about that way. But it doesn't mean that action is absent. You could say, to use those concepts, you could say there's action, but there's no actor. There's no one doing anything. Empty of a self, empty of an other. Nothing happens. But it, but it's not a it's not like a result or this is so confusing so long. And finally, I think I'll read a book. Is the practice that we taking that into life um, and and just in a life situation looks a little bit like. Mm-hmm. It's, your opinion. If it's someone's opinion. Label. <clears throat> okay, now go ahead and I'll be. We'll role play. You be the person who's labeled. I'll and I'll and I'll be. What was your name? <laughs> in the role play or? Like, yeah, in the role play. Um, can I just pick one? Yeah. Uh, Mary. Okay. <laughs> I'm Mary. No, I'm Mary. Oh, okay, then you're the. <laughs> then who am I? I'm Raquel. You're, you're, you want me to be me? No, or I'll be Mary? Raquel. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather be Raquel? It would be easier, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, but then, but then I, I have to be Raquel so that I can, I can teach you. Although maybe not. Okay, go ahead and be Raquel. I'll be Mary. Well, it looks to me like you're just being indifferent to everything. Is it like that? Yeah. What are you going to do? Sit down, face the wall? What's that about? What's that going to get you? That's a good response. Like that. <laughs> now, now you, you say it to me and I'll. What are you doing? Just sitting, looking at the wall? Yeah. What's that going to? You don't, you don't care about what I'm saying to you. So the best thing is just receive, and and you know it depends on who it is and how what the whole dynamic is and what the whole flavor of the whole thing is like. But you you might have to you call it humor them, but you you can take an interest in their in their in their criticism. You could even say, and I'm. Don't, you don't have to repeat anything I'm saying, but I'm, if someone said, like what you said, I could have said something like, you know, I can see, I, uh, that's how it looked to me when I started doing this. So I really can, uh, I can relate to what you're saying. You could actually meet them where they're at. Meet them in the confusion. Don't try to correct something you don't understand because you don't know what, you don't know what kind of fear is about three feet behind them that scares the daylights out of them that if they could deal with that in some way, they'd be a meditator too. But, that, but that's going to haunt them the rest of their life. It'll prevent them from actually looking at who they are. Yeah, most of the people we meet are afraid of who they are, and therefore they make up stuff. They make up stuff about who they are. It's like one of the ways you'll hear that is, well, I've always been the kind of person that taken it. But they wouldn't necessarily have. They might say it in their voice. I've always been the kind of person that just doesn't take any God. <laughs> you ever met anybody? <laughs> so people are always have some kind of a some alternative way of functioning and they'll do it the whole life and they'll fill it up with all kinds of everything groceries tv shows and a family and everything but it's their life is filled up with an artificiality that uh is not necessary you can be genuine you can fundamentally genuinely live your life and to someone looking in it might look totally boring but to you it'll completely full but your life trees houses buildings people dogs cats 
mice, birds, lizards. So when someone comes to you, uh, you could look, uh, take a minute and look deep, deeply. Uh, if you depends on who it is, but if you someone you know really well, you can see the suffering right on, the, right in, right in their question. They're suffering, and this is why they're looking for somebody to blame for criticize someone. It takes the heat off from them for minutes. I'm not accusing them of anything particular. I don't know. I have to be be different with these person. Don't take any. Is that a word? <clears throat> now what Anne was saying, it, when we learn the cons- and the what? When we learn the concepts like passion, aggression, ignorance, yes. the four karma thing, those might come up with situations that we hadn't considered. But now we're, the concepts are coming up and identifying or solidifying situations. So how do you use the concepts to not polarize what's being looked at? Example. Let's say the four karmas, pride of self. So everything that comes up. It's That's like, the four aspects of the seven yeah. consciousness. Four karmas is something totally different. Four karmas is a. Uh, a pacifying. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what's the one of the four aspects of what's that called? Just, uh, okay. well, that's what I was Yeah, I would flunk the test. So see, I've lost the concept. Well, what you just, what, just, what, it's just misnaming. Passion, it aggression, and ignorance, like we were well, talking You can take the, the pride of self, uh, self, uh, self, uh, regard. reference, self-regard, and, uh, and, uh, love of self, and the third one, the fourth one. Yeah, so. Could be. Let's use that one. You could actually make up your own. Come in and see if it's about self, there's all kinds of ways in which we get further uh, that further ingrown toenail of me, 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 and my stuff, and my, uh, I'm not, you know, people don't respect me, and I don't get enough credit, and, and I don't deserve this, and all those things. Go ahead. So let's say you've learned that, and you didn't see something. Now you think you see something that matches the teachings, and so you're taking that teaching and plunking yourself up. Wrong. How do you There's know? nothing to correct, but wrong. <laughs> <laughs> don't plunk yourself over the head with anything, but... Contemplate, look at, it, see how that works. This is why sangha is so important. You know that. You know what it's what sangha. Personally, we all do. A community of people who are studying this material together. What's going to happen? You're going to have a relationship with other people who are working on their minds. Their their dynamics are going to come up. Your dynamics are going to come up and be challenging. That's just one way of thinking about it. The other way is to actually look at the concept and see of those four uh, um, uh, qualities that show up in the seventh consciousness. Which one would be the one that I that describes my dynamic the most. And I, I, if I meet somebody, I, I'm not going to tell them that. That's none of my business. That's for them to see. But usually, if you're familiar with those, it shows up. You can see whether some people are not don't have a lot of pride of self and have a whole lot of self-reference. Some people don't have any pride or any self-reference, but a, a whole lot of self-love. It's a, a completely, absolutely infatuated with who they are, even though they're a bad person. Um, I just love all that facetious here. Maybe a lot facetious, but it's it's very very interesting area. Please look, find out who this is. Anytime you have any experience, who's that? who's doing what? Is, who is this? Uh, the practice uh, that Ramana Maharshi taught the uh, uh, Indian, the sage of the first part of the last uh, century, awoke at 18 years old. I think it was. Spent 20 years in retreat, clarifying his realization without talking particularly. He taught Atmavichara or Sovin. Sit down. Who, who am I? And if anything comes up, who is that? If anything else comes up, who is that? Who is this? Be persistent. I'm not saying you can do that. I really teach it. What I teach is sit down, hold still, because that, that will be your identity. At some point, you'll begin to see your own interpretation of everything. Earlier, you were talking about the difference exactly how you felt. Remember saying alone? Well, at first, you're... I think it was something. Be alone. If you feel lonely... Nobody's taking notes. <laughs> if you feel lonely, that's the ego. Yes, I was wondering if you could talk more. About if, you're, if, well, if you feel there, there, there isn't, there aren't any separate beings. They're separated, and but they think they're a lot more separated than they are. 
So if you, if you look at other people and talk to them for a little while, you can see the way in which they are enamored of themselves in some way. And of uh, themselves, what they do and what their ideas, and there's some kind of fixation going on of what they think is appropriate. Even other people practicing Buddhism or practicing spiritual path, I think they're correct. So, and they have all the other people around to kind of support them. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's why I ask you guys to give me your approval. You've noticed that? I was looking for, what, what do you think about what I'm saying? Okay, seem like Buddhism or just making this up? Or, so when you're alone, though, you're, you're alone. You, if, you're, if you're teaching out of this understanding, you're teaching out of, your, out of emptiness, out of alone. There's no position. It is possible, very possible, to function the rest of your life without believing anything, without disbelieving anything, without ignoring anything. This doesn't mean you're going to be aware of what's happening three blocks away. And it doesn't mean that, that you won't reach for a peanut butter sandwich and be thinking about something else and not realize that you're grasping it. I'm not saying it's, it's gone, but there's no grasper. There's no one who's missing anything. You're not missing anything. There has to be someone here for you to be missing out. That person. Unless they realized who they are, they're not separate from anyone. Then they, they might they might feel alone, but it wouldn't be a problem. It would just be reality, and they would be alone. Then they're not separate. If you if you realize this, then you're not separate from anyone. The words. Is there a poet in there? <laughs> <laughs> so how do you how do you express how do you how do you fundamentally express this deep deep nature of, of being alive? What is this? What is it? They try to do it with music. We try to do it with paintings. We try to do it with words. Uh, we try to do it with our life. We try to do it fixing lasagna. We're always trying to find out how can we really, how can we really express this and fundamentally that's uh, honest, straightforward, not pretentious, and doesn't necessarily enhance our uh, narcissism or get rid of it. You don't have to get rid of something. It's unreal. So narcissistic. I was so relieved when I, uh, I get to be the ego man I was born to be. Right? Just fall. pretty obvious teacher. Further questions? Um, sometimes when... Um, we're studying the more challenging texts like or Dan Lusthaus. Um, it feels like we get stuck uh, as a facilitator. It feels like, okay, how should we push forward? Should we? That's awareness. You're just It's just awareness of working with You're going to feel stuck. You're going to feel that someone will say something. You'll say something. You'll think of something. You'll move ahead a little bit. What's the question about? Um, I, I find myself thinking about how others are thinking about how it's going. <laughs> you do. <laughs> You, in other words, you think about what people think? I do. Well, you do have company. You so, have your thoughts about others. I do. That's your question. Uh, is it doing a disservice to uh, kind of mow on, move on? Mow on. And not, without what I would call a full understanding. I think we, in that situation, as far as I understand what you're asking about, we would move on with others and without them. Simply put, I don't under, I don't understand that this is not, you know, I don't understand to someone. Do you think we should go back and reread something? Or, you know, you could ask See where they're at. So this is uh, respecting others' uh, study uh, dynamics. Is that? Yeah, and I think part of it too is that it feels like, um, especially with Jerry Hopkins' uh, Monday Night Meditation on Emptiness, it's like, you know, it's a 900-page book on emptiness, and we're on page 70, I think. And so it just feels like it's going. Each chapter builds, and so by the time we get to page 782, we uh, there's going to be a lot of things that have gone before. But if we if we continue to just read the material without really understanding yes. it, then what's the value of finishing a book or pushing yeah. forward? I didn't see it. You can't finish a book. Uh, what you could do is start over. Go back to page one. Study it all. You don't ever have to finish. That's a really powerful book that will help you. It may not. You may not feel like you're getting it or understanding it, but it works a part, a, way, a part of the mind that very seldom is massaged or, or related to part of the thinking process. 
And so the feeling of not getting this actually is awareness. There's a success and failure. Those are mundane ideas. Spiritual path is that. Even though we teach it by saying Buddhism, sentient beings, or we saying enlightenment, and, but they're also not. Go but ahead. there's also something about that text, perhaps, that there's, even though um, I don't always understand how the logic, to follow the logic that he's presenting, there's something very um, magnet, uh, magnetizing about it. Is. What What is that? You like it? I do. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm looking for mm. why do I like that book? I read it, I read it uh, with someone else, with a couple of people, and it was difficult. And I wasn't able to you know, explain or paraphrase everything was said. It was just something about it. Was uh, he's, a stu- he's a student of Dalai Lama, and that's, uh, he's teaching out of the, the Galugpa, very scholarly, logical, and so on. So, and just like I was saying earlier, there are different ways of studying this. Uh, if you ask my son, Mason, who's studied quite a bit, and is also a monk, He'll say that before you study uh, <laughs> that book, you should be studying this over here. I would never presume to do that, unless they're a student of mine. My son operates. And he's not incorrect, no, it's a, but it's a, just a different approach. There's a there's a whole, as far as the studies, my goodness, uh, Tibetans laid out. They had plenty of time in the mountains, in those caves, those monasteries, way up there, the yaks, and then and, uh, these books, big long. So, like yak? <laughs> yeah, yaks and books. So, um... I mean, there's the whole Abhidharma literature. There's and there's all the teachings of the Buddha. There's so much you could be studying. So uh, I th- I just think this is a this is not 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 because this is the the only book that's out there. It's just a he's written probably this book written. Has anyone you study that with us? Anyone else join in with that book study? Is it Monday night? If you want to see what that's about, join. So but that, that's what I uh, what I was saying initially. It's not about gathering information. So okay, I got this. I, although it's available, if you want to try to memorize what he's saying, you can do that. But it's not about. It's not just about getting it so you can pass a test on it. It's about just exposing yourself not only to the material, but to the way that that is constructed, so that your mind uh, works with that. <clears throat> then you should spend time facing more, even more time facing the wall. Yeah. I think the fear for me is that. Um, I don't think logically like he presents it, and so I do feel like I'm missing out or not. I don't. I don't. It was very intimidating when I first started reading. Intimidation might still be there, but there's no one being intimidated. So this is why it's so important to just find out who you are. Find out. Find out fundamentally who, who you are. If you feel intimidated or if you feel fearful, if you find out who's fearful. See if there's a solid being somewhere. If you if you start to look at your identity, you'll see it's discontinued. Sometimes it's uh, if your name is was uh, Melvin, say, just for there'd be a jealous Melvin, be a happy Melvin, and here's a sad Melvin. Instead, maybe you should just change your name, or maybe have a different. Or if we changed colors, what if we changed every time we felt blue, we turned blue, and we felt happy, we turned orange. It'd be a lot easier. Just look at something and say, oh, you're still green. <laughs> you're sick. Yes. So you said last you narcissist, you raised. Yeah. Uh, you've always yeah. something. Has that, does that change? Um, are you still at some, in some way, a narcissist that um, you funded? You said, I think, funded are, or I'm not sure how you yeah, said well, What I'm, what I'm uh, uh, endeavoring to talk about is uh, you don't have to get rid of the self-centered, which I have abundance of, but it's not, it's not a solid being. It's not separate from anyone. And this is the beginning of compassion. And compassion isn't a feeling you have about others. It's not even a feeling. It's just a deep, deep, not separate. When it's time to reach out and help somebody, you'll do it. You don't have to even think. When it's time to let somebody else sink, you let them sink. It's powerful. And you notice the self-centeredness is still there looking for something to experience as a me. The experience is there, but it can't find it. The experience is, it's like the saying, uh, I think there's a book by this type of think, think, thinkers without thoughts or thinking without thoughts or thoughts without a thing. 
So the thoughts still arise, the emotions, the feelings, but they can't find any, any identity of someone who's actually experiencing that or having it. So that's, therefore, they don't get reified. They're there like birds flying. They don't belong to somebody who's flying birds. They're birds flying. They're thoughts. They don't have an owner. You know anybody that owns some sparrows? You can't own a sparrow. You block one up in a cage, and you still don't get to own it. Even if you put it in a little tiny cage, it's free inside that cage. Is that anything further on? That's an interesting area. There's still the self-centeredness still fun. But that was the thing that was so difficult for so many years. I couldn't get rid of that. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop being... I could see how incredibly self-centered I was. It wouldn't go away. It wouldn't dissolve. It meditated. It wouldn't do anything. So it, 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 it requires realization. I'm here to help you with it. I don't care whether you're a Buddhist or not. It helps. I think it gives you a structure. Necessary to look, look, look at, see if there's someone there. And, and you'll, it was mean. It was understanding. <clears throat> um, there's nothing behavior itself. It just says nothing. There's nobody there, but you're still in pain. I mean, I know that today I feel pain tomorrow, that there isn't anything that's subs substantive about me. I accept that. But... I don't accept it. Well... I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I walked into that one. <laughs> <laughs> but how... But, but what is it all about? Emptiness. That's the fundamental teaching of uh, Buddhism is emptiness, but it's not an emptiness that is uh, relatively empty. It's empty of your thoughts about it, your emotions about it, your feelings about it, your thought anything you add on. Here's here it is and you add on. You don't have to do anything with it. In this world it still causes pain, it still causes thoughts, it still causes anguish. I can only think it's terrible words. I guess it causes joy, but, but I'm not particularly joyful. So what is the I don't get it. Alleviate suffering. Keep working with it. It's the teachings of the Buddha. Here's the first words out of his mouth as far as we know. Life is, I know you know, but I'm, listen to what that means. Life is discontent, suffering. We have nerve endings. There's no way you can avoid the suffering part. The pain part actually is the part you can't avoid. The suffering part is kind of extra. You have the pain and then you're pissed off about it. You add on to it. Just continue. Just You're on the path. Just continue and keep practicing. It's like, you know, it's like being on the side of the mountain and complaining because you're not at the top yet. I'm not saying you're complaining, but I'm saying, you know, I'm looking at I can see you. I'm not giving me a bragging rights or anything, but I can see you. You're here. You're a student of mine. Uh, I'm a teacher of yours. And so my intention is to help you. And my intention is not to meddle with you or correct you or get in the way of your understanding. I want you to understand now. And now is always now. It's never then. If you think now is then, this is confusion. There isn't anything else. You don't wake up in time. You don't wake up outside of time. Space and time are extra. Just ideas to help us manipulate an apparent world. It's called materialism. You're already awake. You just don't know it yet. Keep going. Keep doing it. And you're, you're, uh, the way you're talking about it tells me uh, that you're, you're doing this correctly. There's nothing to correct. The, the way you're feeling about this tells me you're looking at the difficulty. And I say, just don't stop. Don't, don't shift to some other uh, path. Stay on this path. Whether I stay here or not, it's not important. You stay on this path. Don't stop. Continue to look at your mind, even though you don't find anything. Eventually, you'll find out what that not finding actually is. That's the big discovery. It even says it in the in the Diamond Sutra. Uh, how does it say? Um, can anybody recite a line from the Diamond Sutra? Is, well, generally, a statement about X is not a statement. X. Therefore, it's, it's a statement of X. Yeah, 
hear that. It's not really a statement X. Using about X. suffering. Is not a statement about suffering. Therefore, it's a statement about suffering. It's just another way. It's a way that it's a way to work. Use a very very relative construct of concepts to point to the ultimacy that is right in your face, right in all of our time. This is what the Weining, when he was probably in his uh, late teens, uh, stumbled into the monastery in, uh, in ancient China and uh, heard. Uh, Heard that statement. Uh, heard heard the the diamonds of you. Couldn't read. He was illiterate. But he heard that, and he uh, when he heard it, he awoke. That's as the story goes. And that's, uh, the you can read about that in the platform scripture of the six. We've studied. A we studied. So you're familiar. Let's keep going. Yes. The experience of um, having a self for in sensation. There's no self to experience. Paraphrase your. How can how can I know? How would I know that I there's no to grasp, no one to have that experience. It varies, it varies. There's nothing to you can, it's, it's it's the not finding any to use the same this finding and that not finding instead of just not finding just don't do anything with that. Don't turn it into some kind of concept about that or some kind of a failure to find something. But that that's that's the that's the beginning of the. Of emptiness. That's the breadcrumbs. Does it feel like not being gripped and carried away? Just being. being yes and no. <laughs> what? Didn't what? I say something wrong? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't wrong either. Oh, okay. <laughs> Therefore, it was right. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a matter of. I think it's. Uh, it seems to be a matter of just persistence. Because it's not really an event. So we keep looking for an event. Not that people don't have those. But events uh, are experiences, and they fade. And even even those who have had powerful, transformational, awakening experiences, whether it's with drugs or whether it's with uh, a practice or or saying things we don't even know what the cause and effect are behind it, they, they don't last. Temporary when they go. But awakening does not go anywhere because it's not an experience. It's just like it's just like you've been sleeping, 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 and then you wake up. And what do you you wake up to? Nothing is separate from anything else. Do that. Who's talking about witness that was or that with regard to how the self-referencing the, the seven that's, consciousness shows. Yeah, that's the, 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 the twelve. Eight eight consciousnesses. Yeah, go ahead. What's the name of that teaching of ways of ego manifests? Uh, that's the the klesha mind of the seventh consciousness that is in the context of the, the Yogacara teaching of the eight consciousnesses, the first five sense consciousnesses, the sixth of the mechanical thinking process that synchronizes the first five. And uh, the the eighth or the storehouse consciousness, where, where everything is stored, and then the, the seventh that is the ego mind that thinks that something needs protecting, something needs advancing, and something uh, better get its way. When that's gone, it's like all those others. Then there's a lot of flow. Right? Then 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 you're not concerned. It's called uh, it could be called fearlessness because nothing is particularly a problem. It doesn't mean that if suddenly you see uh, you're trapped in a burning house that you're not. <laughs> you want to get burned doesn't mean you you're kind of some kind of so stoic. It's not about that. Nerve endings are still there, so there's still that kind of. But there's no extra stress or pain or imaginary junk going on about something shouldn't be happening. It's happening. It's it's, it's happening. There's no second opinion. <laughs> lunch. Lunch. Any questions about lunch? <laughs> Just say, is it time for lunch? Is it time for lunch? Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> lunch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.